Welcome to Morning Commute. I'm Brad Doles. And I am Sam Albert. You know, Brad and I have been friends for many years. Uh, that's true. Probably, I don't know, five or more. And we've built this friendship on making conversations that we talk about basically anything we can think about. It's like no topic is off the table. And so we wanted to open that up and share that kind of talk with other people. Yeah. So we devised this podcast. It's a 20 to 30 minute podcast in which we just kind of freeform talk about the things that we talk about all the time. We hope you enjoy it. Welcome to the morning commute. All right, we're back. How are you? Tell me everything. Um, well, as we've discussed in the past, I don't have much of a memory. But as we've also discussed in the past, Tuesdays are grocery day. And, oh boy. And that is what today was for me. So grocery day, if, if people are unfamiliar, I have to go out and do grocery shopping for my mother because prior to this whole coronavirus thing, my mom broke her ankle and had a weird autoimmune lung disease, uh, which I can't tell you what it was because I don't know what it was. I, I could guess it what it was. I could guess at what it was based on my extensive WebMD research, but it probably wouldn't be right. I would guess for my little bit of WebMD research, it wouldn't be right just because there seems to be a million of them. <laughs> yes. But the point is, is prior to all of this, because she had a broken leg and because she wasn't feeling well anyway, I was already doing grocery shopping. And then the coronavirus hit and the whole world turned upside down and I'm still doing grocery shopping for her. And she has interesting dietary needs. She has very specific foods that she eats and she asserts that she can't stray from that or it will make her sick, correct? Pretty close. She, okay. I have to say, if you don't experience my mom in person, I have to say that she is extremely uh, grateful. So I don't want to paint her as the bad person as far as like, she's making me do all of this and she doesn't even care that blah, 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 blah. No. She absolutely cares. She's extremely grateful. She always says how grateful she is a million times. That is not the issue. And I can second that because I sometimes chit chat with your mom. And I would say almost every time, if not every other time that we correspond via text, she expresses how much she appreciates you, how much you're doing for her. So she's 100% grateful. Right. The problem is she can't have dairy and she can't have gluten and she has beliefs about things that will lower her blood pressure. And all of these dietary constraints have very specific dietary needs. And she has a very slim window of things that she can or wants to eat. It's This is very interesting because Brad, as I know him, is a man who is very committed to facts and scientific evidence. So if you say to him, I can't have dairy, he's going to want to know okay, what tests did the doctor give you that demonstrated that you were lactose intolerant? And the issue with his mom, from my outside perspective, is that she connects things in her own head, but doesn't always have the scientific evidence to back it up, which I know can be frustrating for Brad, who's like, let's find out the facts before we engage in the behavior. Right. Or engage in the behavior and try and find the facts 
along the way. Yes. I, I would not be one to say, I don't think that all of these things are true. What I would say is we can't know that any of these things are true because they are 100% self-diagnosed. Let me back up on that because I happen to know the ones that are self-diagnosed. The autoimmune disease is not self-diagnosed. The broken leg is not self-diagnosed. Both of those things are actual things that a doctor said is wrong with her and she's had surgery for both of them. Well, not she didn't have surgery for a broken leg, but she has all the equipment for it. Did you say that's accurate? Uh -huh. Yes, very accurate. Gluten intolerance, dairy problems, dietary constraints that she puts on herself for blood pressure issues, all self-imposed. We know she has high blood pressure. We have no evidence that eating certain foods has lowered it, even though she believes that it has. Yeah, she will say that it has, but she's also not measuring it. She just feels that it must be. Right. Okay, so all of this is a long way of saying, well, why does Brad care? Why don't you just go out and get the stuff and keep your mouth shut, which is pretty much what I do. I'm only telling you guys because it, it, it builds up in me. But the reason it irritates me is like this week, it was nine boxes of the, these almond, coconut almond ice cream bar and 18 cans of mandarin orange. And what's the other one that's always hard? There's a third one on there that's always hard to find. Oh, chicken nuggets. She has these gluten-free chicken nuggets that she needs. And what I find myself doing in a coronavirus world is completely wiping out grocery stores of their entire supply of these things, which makes me feel like an ass because like, who are we to just like completely wipe you out? And if she needs it, fine. But we're also doing it on no evidence. So, and because I, sometimes I absolutely do wipe them out and I don't even get the supply I need. Last week I ended up going to four stores and it taking me like six hours to complete a shopping list that shouldn't take them that long. It was only two weeks worth of stuff. Yeah. That's another thing I wanted to make clear is that the stuff that she needs is not something you can't just walk in a safe way and get her supplies. There are several different places he needs to go to get the bread she can eat, the coconut, nut bars, the special gluten-free, dairy-free burritos. They're not all in one plate. Right. And because I also can't say if I'm, if I get upset with her self-diagnosing, I can't also self, I can't also diagnose her myself. So mm. one of the solutions is not, well, just don't get it, Brad. No. Of course, I'm going to get it for her. It's just irritating. So that was a lot of my day today, doing all of that shopping. Did you find the things you needed or was it nutballed? As a matter of fact, even with all this complaining I'm doing now, it was a lot better than it usually is. Oh, good. Yeah. Um, I did make some substitutions. So I only ended up having to go to two stores. No, three stores. I ended up going to three stores. She asked for four paper towels and four boxes of Kleenex, which as we know in this world can be a little bit difficult, but as it turns out, they actually had them this week. So wow. Yeah. And it said right on the shelf, you can't buy any more than four. So I was lucky that I was able to get that. The funny thing is this just happened in such an inopportune time, just in terms of, I mean, not to diminish the gravity of the virus, but it's so funny because Brad was buying in bulk long before this happened. But now because he's doing what he's been doing for months, it looks like he's hoarding Yeah. when you check out at a grocery store. Yeah. Not only does it look like I'm hoarding, but it's also a lot more selfish because I could buy that volume and not wipe them out before. But because everybody's buying in volume now, I'm completely emptying the shelves of some of this. I mean, who buys 18 cans of mandarin oranges at once? Um, I can tell you one person who does. <laughs> Does it start with a B and end with a rad? <laughs> yeah, that's the way I'd like to be known. 
<laughs> so that was the first part of my day. And then I came home and realized that I had done all of this and not paid myself for it because usually I'll go out and uh, well also because of my mom's end of the world beliefs she doesn't like using a debit card so she uses her bank card to get cash out of the ATM and then pay me for her stuff with it but now that she's staying home I do that I get cash out of her ATM and then put it back in my ATM to pay off myself for buying her groceries although this week I forgot to do that so tomorrow I need to go in and, and I forgot to mail one of her bills which I I hope can last one day. Um, so hopefully I don't have to go out until tomorrow again. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. You, your mom's end of the world thing with the debit card. Is it mm -hmm. because she, the debit card itself is kind of like the mark of the beast? Or does she think that, that the system's going to break down and it's just better to do all transactions in cash? Uh, option one. Okay. There was a point in time, in her mind, everything is tied to a one world government, um, which will rule things. And that was based off of a book that she read like back in the 80s. And I remember like leafing through this book at a point in time that I thought all the stuff was true. And it being saying that like all barcodes have 666 in them and the Mark of the Beast was going to be a barcode on us, which of course we all know is ridiculous now. No one even say that. But then that got moved for her, like all people will be required to have a debit card. So that's like the mark of the beast. Um, okay. And, and using that transaction is as good as, as signing your soul off to the devil. And now I'm not even sure she knows or remembers why she, because as I pointed out to you the other day, she used her debit card as a debit card, not realizing that she had a debit card because she thought they could just take money out of the bank. I didn't want to tell her, no, you have a debit card. Aha. Uh -huh. Which, you know, maybe that makes me a bad person, but the damage was already done by the time I I had the card in my hand and figured out exactly what was going on. Yeah. Oh, boy. it's just so exhausting. It's very exhausting. So that was the first half of my day. And then I came home and because I have to be, because of my mom's condition and I have to be so mentally aware when I'm outside of washing myself off and wearing a mask so I'm not giving it to my mom and all that stuff and all the different stores I have to do just for one shopping trip. I was pretty much mentally exhausted. So I went out on my front porch and I took down the bird feeders and I put up a hammock and I sat and read the comic books. Oh, and, good for you. Until just about now. I really wanted to take a nap too, but I, for some reason my brain's too active right now to actually zonk out. So I just ended up reading. I'm so glad you did that because that's a pretty stressful day. And also interactions with your mom can sometimes be stressful too. Or was there any, did she veer into any religious territory that was frustrating or was she pretty respectful of your boundary? If she was respectful, it was just of time. She knows how scared and conscious I am of how much time I spend around her. Mm -hmm. So she was just in one part of the apartment and I was in the other part and I kind of dumped the groceries in the middle of the floor. And, and you know how in the past when we go there, it's a lot of just a 15 minute story on why she needs to buy mandarin oranges, which is the same 15 minute story we heard last week. Yes. Which, you know, it's sweet, but it can get old. <laughs> <laughs> now it's just kind of in and out. And right. I, I I had that conversation with her last night on the phone, but she did, she would, last night at least she was respectful of staying away from all the religious stuff. Good. So I just, 
sometimes no disrespect to your family at all, but it just, it must feel so exhausting because you're, the way that you, your worldview is so different and not just the religious aspect, but just the way you approach life is so different from your mom that it's got to be exhausting to try and navigate her worldview without being frustrated. Uh, No, I would say impossible. Okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Beyond difficult. It's yeah. impossible. Yeah. Okay. I think, uh, no, I mean, I, I always want to make sure that I, the things that I believe are kind of founded in science, that they're true. Mm-hmm. And she just wants to believe what makes her feel good. And to the degree, degree that that doesn't harm anyone, that's fine. But at a certain point, almost always with somebody, especially if your beliefs are as strong as hers, uh, they're going to affect somebody sometimes. Mm-hmm. But that's also just the nature of it. And that's, that's I'm just really glad that after all that, you did something that gave you pleasure and to decompress. Honestly, I didn't feel like I had a choice. Okay. Like I was just like, I, I need to think anymore. I need to stop. Yeah. I think, I think on the calendar, you know, usually I mark down Sunday as my day of rest, but I think I'm going to stop to do like every other Tuesday now too. I think it's a bit much, too much in a day for me to, to, uh, to be able to take on the rest of the day but I'm getting better at it. Like, I think, you know, I got pretty, pretty practiced at doing this before all coronavirus. And then I got, it was mentally challenging, mentally straining for a while. Always like, I'm not only am I going to all these stores, but I always also have to think because my mom's so immunocompromised. All right. So I'm going into the store and I go into the store. Okay. Once I'm in the store, I have to consider myself contaminated. So I get all the stuff and I put it in the, in the Jeep. And then before I touch the door handle to my, my driver's side, I wipe my hand down with, with uh, um, sanitizer, hand sanitizer, and then get in the car and spray down the steering wheel with uh, like spray, like just soapy spray and wipe it off and then go through that routine every time I, I go to a different store. Um, and before it was mentally straining because I was like trying to remember, but now I'm, it's turned into more habit that, so that it takes, it takes less, it was more, more um, stressful before because I was trying to remember all the steps that I was trying to put into place. And now it's just like, now this is just what I do. I have so much respect. I mean, I always respected you, but we've talked about this, seeing you in such a caring, compassionate position as a son, when I know that you have very loving, but also very complicated feelings for your family. Mm-hmm. It's really just from an outsider's perspective, if no one's told you lately, it's really beautiful to see. And it, it says a lot about your character and it just underscores why I love you and respect you. Thank you. <laughs> it's, uh, it's challenging. Mm-hmm. It's challenging just because I'm being put in a position where I just have to do a bunch of things that I don't really believe. Yeah. Um, and then there is the chance every week that we're going to go down some weird rabbit hole of why we're in the last days. Um, But that's actually a lot less likely now that you're not with me anymore. Because you were her window into uh, the the person who would listen to her. She she gave up on me listening to her a long time ago. Yeah, I don't have the balls to set down boundaries. Well, you don't have to as much. Yeah. And I actually find some of the discussions kind of fascinating. Yeah, they definitely. Worries me. Be- <laughs> 
it just gives me more insight into who your mom is and how she sees things. And, um, but yeah, I can see why you've had enough of those. So yeah, if it's not too depressing, one of these days we should go into the story of my dad. That one's even crazier. I absolutely believe we should go into the story of your dad. If you feel comfortable, I think it's really important for people to know who you are, knowing a bit about who he was. Yeah. And you've heard the story a handful of times from me. So hopefully you can help me remember all of it because I don't always remember all the stuff that happened, but it was an interesting insight into, it's a long story of, of who my dad is, but that's everything that I did today. I'm trying to think if there's anything that happened this week that was interesting. I think last week I said I was making that face mask video and it's taken me a lot more time than I thought. So if by the, well, by the time someone hears this video, the one where I said the face mask video is out, will have already come out. And it's not. By the time I'm recording this, it's still not out. By the time you hear this, maybe it is. But uh, <laughs> that's a long way of saying I was working on it. Just kind of editing all that stuff together. What else? Editing podcasts. Yeah, how's your other podcast going? Let's give that a plug. Are you enjoying it? Well, there's, there's not much to enjoy right now. It's just editing. Which I guess mm -hmm. is, it's still fun. It's still fun to list, go back and listen to them. But... Um, but yeah, I guess, I guess the bulk of, I consider it like the really, the, the big work is just doing the actually talks, right? Mm -hmm. And now it's just going back through and listening to them and kind of cutting them up till they, and whenever I say editing, it sounds like I'm actually doing a lot of work. I'm just listening to it again. And if there's, there's parts that are like the ones that, that, uh, are in here that I don't always catch all of them. It kind of depends on my mood, but I try to catch, cut all the ums and uhs out and the long silences and stuff like that. So somebody listening to it, I'm sure the people who listen to it again, listen to their own conversations probably can't even tell that they've been edited mm -hmm. because the bulk of the conversations are still there. But if it's a two hour podcast and I usually put out two one hour podcasts from a two hour interview, if it's a two hour interview, that means still sitting in front of it and listening to it for two hours. So it still takes time. Yeah, that's a long time. Yeah. But it's still, it's still interesting. It's still, I go back and I listen to them. Oh, you want to hear uh, a fun tidbit of information that yes. uh, I was listening to uh, Lillianne Linford's podcast today and she had a story about, I won't spoil too much of it here because it's on her podcast, but she had a story about being one degree of Jean-Luc Picard, Patrick Stewart. <gasps> really? Yeah. And she used the term one degree of me. So now I don't <gasps> know, did I steal that from her? I thought I came up with it myself, but it might've just been implanted in my brain and then stolen from her. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. So, but had you interviewed Lillianne before you came up with potential podcast titles? I don't know. I'm not sure where the I don't think you, I don't think you had because when we were talking about it in the beginning, you said, well, I had these two names, but I think I'm going to go with this one. And you know what? You're right. Mm hmm. Screw you, Lillianne. No. <laughs> You no. got to trademark that title ASAP, my friend. <laughs> You're right. I, I did have those two rolling around in my head prior to it, and that's why I switched over. Um, yeah, yep. There you go for my so memory. She actually stole it from you. You know, I should probably try and get some money from her. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I think that is the Brad's week this week, Brad's episode. Did you have any questions before we sign off? Well, yeah, just one quick one. I'm wondering sure. if you had, this is going to drive you crazy because I think they used to do this at work, but if you had to score your week on a scale of one to 10, one being miserable, 10 being perfection, how wh- how would you rate your week? How are you feeling? Uh, One to 10, I would say I'm a seven right now. Hey, that's not bad. No, it's not bad at all. I think, I think today's probably a five or a six mm-hmm. um but for the whole week i think it was a really good week it's just been a rough day today yes and i've been extremely unmotivated today which hopefully doesn't come up across on the podcast but like i had a whole list of other things i wanted to do today and i just thought yeah i'm just gonna sit on the porch and read comic books because i'm done i actually think truly that that doesn't count as being unmotivated i think that counts as self-care after the day that you had today yeah yeah i think most people who if they haven't experienced it most people who would listen to this would think that that is not true. They don't probably realize how difficult one of those shopping trips can actually be. I've been on them. So as a as someone who's experienced them firsthand, they're exhausting. Yeah. That was pre-coronavirus world. Yeah. And that was when it was easy to get through grocery stores. You didn't have to wear a mask. You didn't have to worry that your lungs were going to collapse every time you went outside. And even after, even then under ideal circumstances, it's really tiring. You know, the last thing I will say about all of that is I feel like having gone out in the world today after it being about two weeks since the last time I did it. Um, I think people have, this is a better term for it than what I'm going to say, an actual term, but I think they have like coronavirus exhaustion. Like some of the lack of face masks, I think is just because even people who are working at some of the stores don't wear face masks. And I think, you know, if you've been in this for six weeks and we hear about how horrible it is and you're at the store and nobody at your store ever gets sick and none of the precautions that you've in place seem to be fighting an actual real thing then I think I think anybody's brain would be just like I, I just don't feel like doing this anymore so it feels like the world is um being less cautious, which is good and bad. The good part is it's not as much of a mental strain. The bad part is, is if they lighten up too much, then um, then the world falls apart again. I'm experiencing the exact same thing. I feel like people have just decided, you know, I'm over this. I'm done. We're talking about opening up. I'm just going to behave as if we already have. Yeah. 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 So we'll see. So I, I French kissed a stranger today and I feel great about it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I'm really sorry, everybody. I feel like that was a really boring episode. Uh, my days are not nearly as, I, I don't have as much mental turmoil as Sam does. So <laughs> I don't think I have as much uh, as exciting of an episode as everybody, as you do. No, I think they're going to be relieved to hear about your day. I think they have compassion fatigue for my stuff. <laughs> fatigue. That was the word I was looking for. Coronavirus fatigue. Yes. Um, I think yours was a welcome palate cleanser from my ruminating. So I think it was perfect. We'll see. Um, uh, Yeah, I think that's Brad's episode for today. So uh, if you have any comments on how cold and heartless I am about complaining about my mom or any of the other stuff, leave us a voicemail at anchor.fm forward slash morning commute Sam Brad. Or you can always email us if you prefer to write something down at morning commute Sam Brad at gmail.com. And uh, spoiler alert for the next episode, we actually got a couple of messages. So... uh, Um, So stay tuned because next week I'll be working on those. I'm very excited about reaching into our mailbag. Good night, everybody. Goodbye. Bye.